What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, back with another college football bowl season preview. And we have the game that will determine the other half of the national championship. We dropped our Bama-Cincinnati um, preview earlier today. Make sure to check that out after this video will be linked at the end. We have the number two Michigan Wolverines facing the number three Georgia Bulldogs down in Miami in the Orange Bowl, 6.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff on ESPN on New Year's Eve. And the Bulldogs, even though they are the lower-ranked team, are the seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Wolverines. And this one, in primetime, New Year's Eve, with two head coaches looking to make huge statements and have one of their career-defining moments on the national stage. And both coaches are aiming to set themselves up for a chance to win their first national title of their career. So a lot is on the line in this one. Let's set the stage quickly. The Wolverines enter this one 12-1, and one, are coming off a dominating Big Ten championship win over Iowa. And this season, before the season, Jim Harbaugh put all his chips in the middle of the table and he said, I'm betting on myself. I can turn this program around. Everyone's putting me on the hot seat, but I know I can deliver. He has delivered one of the best seasons in recent Michigan football history and will look to ride this dominating defense he's put together and powerful rushing attack to a national title appearance winning this game. Now, the Bulldogs on the other side enter at 12-1 as well, but they're off of a tough loss to Alabama in the SEC championship game. They've dealt with COVID rumors. They dealt with Dan Lanning taking the head coaching job at Oregon. He will be one of the co-defensive coordinators in this game, but Kirby Smart's been here before. He's looking to lead the Bulldogs to their second national title appearance under, under, under him and win the first national title since 1980 for this Georgia football program on the back of a suffocating defense, man. And of course, the walk on the walk on quarterback that has really taken everyone by storm, Stetson Bennett and this rushing attack. Now, looking at the history between these two programs, only the third ever matchup between these programs. It, it's been split. It's tied 1-1 right now. Michigan won the first matchup in 1957, and the Bulldogs got their got their revenge in 1965, both of which were played in Ann Arbor. So it's the first game at a neutral site between these two programs and the stakes could not be any higher. Now the keys for let's, let's get to the keys for the game. We'll start with Michigan since, you know, they're the higher ranked team in, in this bracket. Is there any question what the key needs to be? If you're a Michigan fan, you know what the key needs to be. If you're a, a Georgia fan, you know what the key needs to be. Hassan Haskins and Blake Coral should touch the ball no less than 40 to 50 times on new year's Eve. The key is to run the football, run it again, run it again, and run it till you have to take these two guys home to Ann Arbor in an ice bath on the plane. You need to run the football if you're Michigan. Just run the ball. This rushing offense averaging over 220 yards per game this season, three touchdowns per game averaged, and this is a top 10 rushing offense in the entire country for Michigan. They've done it on a high level. They go behind a very physical offensive line. They got two, maybe even three running backs that can make plays when needed. But the, the two-headed monster of Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum 
have been the key for the Wolverines game in and game out with Haskins almost 1,300 rushing yards, 20 rushing touchdowns, leads the Big Ten, third in the country in rushing touchdowns, and was the second leading rusher in the Big Ten this season. Now, Corum, a change of pace guy, a, a very lightning in a bottle, really and truly. Hassan Haskins is the every down guy. Blake Corum will take it to the house in one play. Now, he did fight some injuries throughout the season, over 900 yards rushing, almost seven yards per carry, and 11 rushing touchdowns. Haskins and Corum are going to be the two keys. There's no way around it. Those are the two names you need to know on the offensive side of the ball. And then also Donovan Edwards could see some time as well, has seen limited action, really has excelled as a receiving running back, over 200 receiving yards and a touchdown there, just on just over 150 rushing and three rushing touchdowns. He's kind of the rotational piece that you'll see in certain packages, but it's Corum and Haskins that are going to get the bulk of the carries now. This attack really excels due to how Corum and Haskins complement each other. Like I said, Haskins at workhorse back, every down guy can do it between the tackles, can do it outside. Very versatile, but Corum is that lightning in a bottle. When they need a change of pace with a bit more speed, a bit more explosiveness, that's where Corum really comes in and can offer this Wolverines offense a solid change of pace. Now, he can do it a multitude of ways. I know Corum is labeled by a lot a lot of people just as an outside threat, but he still averaged over seven and a half yards per carry, three touchdowns, just in a gap carries this year. But when he does bounce it outside, man, over seven yards per carry, seven touchdowns and 12 explosive runs around the edge of the defense this year. So Corum is going to be key. The more explosion you can have on the offensive side of the ball for Michigan, the less pressure your defense is going to have to stop a solid Georgia offense. You are going to have to run the ball in this matchup. Now, Haskins, he can make his living all over the place, man. Over six yards per carry, seven touchdowns up the middle, but 10 rushing touchdowns and 13 explosive runs off the edge of the defense. Both of these guys can do it a multitude of ways. But the key for them is going to be getting the run game going. When you look at their most dominant performances, Ohio State, Iowa, Wisconsin, it's all it's all been linked to this run game, really taking the pressure off of K. McNamara and making just pounding that defense over and over and over again. This is a smash mouth approach, and it's going to come down to who can impose their will on the other team. Now, Cade McNamara, he has been able to play very relaxed this year. Not much pressure because he thrives on the deep ball. He thrives on what the run game offers him on one-on-one coverage on the outside. All Michigan needs is McNamara to make those handful of plays to win the game. Don't do too much and don't turn the ball over. Those are the keys for McNamara. Over 2,400 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, and four picks. All he has to be is the best version of himself. Don't have to try to play with what you know outside of yourself. Play play inside the offense. Do what you've done for 13 weeks now. And if McNamara does that and Michigan can establish the run, they have an outstanding chance to pull off the upset down in the orange bowl. Now, the key for Georgia, the, it's it's gonna be the same. I hate picking similar keys, but this game's really gonna come down to if you had to pick one overall theme. Who can, who can establish their will and who can play the best match mile football? Because the Georgia's the key is going to be to run the football. We saw what happened when their rushing attack stalled out a few weeks back against Alabama. 
So the Bulldogs are going to have to run the football. This rushing offense is averaging almost 200 yards per game, over five yards per carry, and over two touchdowns per game on the ground this season. On the flip side, this Michigan defense has only allowed about 120 yards per game and less than three and a half yards per carry. So it's not going to be an easy task on either side. But the by, it's really not even a by-committee approach. It is just a group effort at the running back spot, and that's going to be key. Can Michigan stay fresh enough in their front seven to handle the multitude of running backs that they're probably going to see in this matchup? Starts with Zamir White. Then you got James Cook. Then you got Kenny McIntosh. Questionable, but Kendall Milton could be healthy enough to play in this one as well. You have a multitude of running backs that offer a lot of different skill sets as well. Zamir White is that every down guy, over 700 rushing yards, 10 rushing touchdowns. But I think the guy who offers the, the highest ceiling is Cook, in my opinion. James Cook, he can do it as, as a receiving back. He can do it as a as a, just a every down back but he's a bit more explosive than the other options. Over 600 yards rushing, over six yards per carry, and seven rushing touchdowns while also having three receiving touchdowns. His versatility outside the backfield when he's in the game really allows Georgia to open up their playbook and be very creative with what they want to call. It's the same thing with Kenny McIntosh, who was banged up in the SEC championship game. He's got over 300 yards rushing as well. Five total touchdowns on the year, three rushing, two receiving. McIntosh and Cook offer very similar skill sets. Both are very shifty in the open field, can make you miss an open space. I think McIntosh and Cook really lend their hand to this Georgia offense, really keeping Michigan off balance. And then, of course, Kendall Milton been banged up most of the season. He could be the X factor if he's back and healthy and able to contribute in a significant way. Now, as much as this rushing offense is a committee approach, any given weekend, multiple running backs can explode, but the bread and butter of their system stems from the outside rushing game. Their offensive tackles, especially Jamari Salter at that tackle spot, have been dominant this season. Off the edge, over 1,200 rushing yards for Georgia, over 6.5 yards per carry, 12 rushing touchdowns, and almost 40 explosive runs generated. If the it's going to be a great battle, which we're going to talk about in a second, between the offensive tackles and the edge rushers for Michigan. If you allow Georgia to get outside and hit some hit the creases on the outside of your defense, it's going to be a long day. Alabama did a great job funneling everything inside and shoring up and shoring up that uh rush defense all game long in Atlanta. So if they can do if Michigan can replicate that, it gives them a great advantage. But if you're Georgia, you know you have to run the football. Because the other key is going to be who's at the quarterback spot now. There's been a lot of debate, Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels. Odds are it's going to be Bennett going to be the QB one going into this one. But whoever leads the offense, regardless, has to be efficient and avoid turnovers. Bennett, over 2,300 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns and seven picks. We saw that when he was, when he was pressured, he became a different QB against Alabama. He's going to have to be able to work off the run game and get some one-on-one opportunities with some of those big wide receivers that they have out on the edge. So that's going to be the key for that's going to be the key for Georgia is to run the football and keep the pressure off of Bennett. These two teams are built almost identical. Question marks at the QB spot in terms of can they carry the team? Strong rushing attacks, big offensive lines, and a defensive front seven that is terrifying. They are built so similar. It's like looking in a mirror to a point for both of these teams. Now, 
The matchup to watch, though, Georgia's offensive line against this Michigan defensive line. The clear strength of this Michigan defense is their dominant pass rush. They're going to have a huge test against the Georgia O-line that has had one of the better seasons in the country this year outside of, you know, some times in the SEC championship game. But this matchup for me is going to play a giant role in determining who wins this game because if Michigan's edge, rush, edge rushers get loose, they have the ability to single-handedly win the game and wreak havoc. Just ask some of the teams that they've seen this year. Now, the number one key for the Bulldogs' O-line is to keep Bennett clean. It was lacking at times in the SEC championship game, and it cost them dearly with some big turnovers and some just missed opportunities. Now, when you look at the stats, you can clearly tell that Bennett is a different QB under pressure, but this Bulldogs team ranks top five in the country with only 11 sacks allowed this season. That's a solid That's a solid output, man. Jamari Salter is going to be the anchor of the offensive line at that left tackle spot. Highest graded pass blocker on this team right now. At almost a 90 pass blocking grade. But Cedric Van Pran and also Justin Schaefer are going to be some other guys to watch. But the X factor on the O-line is Warren McClendon. Can he hang up on the other side of the line? Because you can put Salter on Hutchison or Ajabo, but... Warren McClendon is going to have to pick up the other one. And we have seen multiple times that if you don't block both of them, either one can wreak havoc. Now, when Bennett's under under pressure, it changes the game for uh, Georgia opponents. Now, only really one team has been able to get after Bennett the way they should, which was Alabama, and force him into some mistakes. But when he's under pressure, he completes only 30% of his passes, a huge drop in completion percentage, Three picks to only two and three picks to only two touchdowns, less than six yards per attempt, and a 37.5 PFF passing grade when Bennett is under pressure. It is going to be key for Georgia to keep Bennett out off the, off the turf. If you allow Michigan to get into his face, speed up the process, and make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket, it's going to be a long day for the Bulldogs because. This Michigan D-line has been dominant this season. They have the fifth-best scoring defense, and it's mostly due to this D-line wreaking havoc. And we have seen them take over games, the Ohio State game, the Iowa game at times. Even their loss against Michigan State, Hutchison and Ajabo had dominant games. Now, Hutchison, 14 sacks, 15.5 tackles for loss, and 50 quarterback hurries this year, according to Pro Football Focus. Ajabo, 11 sacks, 12 tackles for loss, and 23 QB hurries, including five forced fumbles. When they get to the quarterback, they can make huge plays happen and force some big turnovers. Both of these guys rank top 15 in the country in sacks. Hutchison, a Heisman finalist, of course. But David Ajabo and Aiden Hutchison are probably the best edge duo in the entire country. They are going to test the Georgia offensive line in a significant way. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they game plan when the run game might not be there or Stetson Bennett does have to put the ball in the air. How are they going to handle these edge rushers from Michigan? Who can wreak havoc and win a game single-handedly, like I said? Now, looking ahead, you know, looking at this matchup as a whole, man, it's I, I went really back and forth. You know, someone asked me on another show I did, you know, where was I sitting percentage-wise on, on the playoff games? And I told them this one, it was like 51-49, maybe 55-45. I think this is going to be a pick em game for me. I can see either team winning this game. Now, The I'm going to lean Georgia, though, just because I trust their defense as a whole more. I think at linebacker is especially where they're strong. And they got some Nicobe Dean 
and, and those guys are on a different level. And their secondary can keep up with the best of them, too. I think both secondaries are great. I just trust Georgia to make one more play to win. And also, I trust – if I had to trust a coach here – Kirby Smart has been in this moment. I think that wake-up call was needed against Alabama in the SEC Championship. I cannot see them dropping two in a row. So I'm going to lean Georgia in a close one. I do see this being a very, very low-scoring game. This is one, if you're not, if you're, if you like high-scoring games, the scoreboard lighting up all game, this is not going to be the game for you. I think both teams are going to come in with excellent defensive game plans. Look out, look out if you're a quarterback, man. I think both defensive lines are going to wreak havoc. I have Georgia squeaking this one out with probably a late touchdown, 20-14 to 14 over the Wolverines, a six-point win for the Bulldogs. Not covering, but if, you know, I think this game it, this game is a toss-up for me, but I'm going to lean the Bulldogs 20-14 to 14 over the Wolverines to win the, cap, the Capital One Orange Bowl on New Year's Eve down in Miami. But, guys, this is our other game of the week, so comment your score predictions below, your keys to the game. If you predict the winner and the score correctly, you will win our $100 Blue Bloods Game of the Week giveaway, man. So make sure to do that and subscribe and go ahead and hit the like button on the video. I appreciate y'all tuning into the Blue Bloods for all your college football content. Stay tuned later this week. Recruiting updates, live streams, player interviews, and more bowl previews, man. So make sure to stay tuned right here on the Blue Bloods. But guys, have a great day. Appreciate y'all tuning in. But until next time, the Blue Bloods are out.